Welcome into episode 15 of Sports Are Funny with George Arjour, and I'm your host, George Arjour, and today we are talking about NFL playoff rankings, uh, Giannis and Shaq, uh, NFL quarterback playoff rankings, and my NFL picks, so check that out. Um, after that, we got a special segment with a friend of mine named Remzi, and we're talking about the documentary, Don't Fuck With Cats. It's pretty epic. If you haven't watched that documentary, watch it before you listen. It makes it more interesting because you actually know about the about the uh, documentary. That's important. So go ahead, do that. Um, as always, this episode is brought to you by SonSports.com. Um, make sure you rate it, five stars, subscribe. Subscribes are really important for us. Be really appreciated. And um, before we get started, we got a word from our sponsor. So check our sponsor out. And enjoy the episode. This is episode 14 of Sports Are Funny, brought to you by the Sans Sports Network. And Sans Sports stands for Sports on Tap. Enjoy. All right, welcome in to episode 14. Uh, got a lot to talk about today. Um, as I told you on the intro, first we're going to have our NFL QB playoff rankings. Then we're going to go into our NFL playoff picks. From there, we'll take a break. Uh, actually, we won't take a break today on that one. What we'll do is we're going to go through, talk about Shaq's comments versus Giannis. For some reason, I looked very controversial for something I posted on Instagram. I don't understand why it was that controversial. You guys will see what it's about because I think people are nuts. It, but you know what? At the end of the day, we are in 2020. Everyone everyone knows. Everyone goes crazy over anything you say on the internet. It wasn't even that controversial. Just about Shaq and Giannis. Anyway, so let's first get to something that I'm sure people are going to disagree with because... At the end of the day, it's pretty funny. If you say someone's the seventh best quarterback and someone's the eighth best quarterback, people freak out. But in reality, the difference between number seven and number eight is really not that much. But we have 12 quarterbacks here playing in the uh, in the NFL playoffs. And I had an initial ranking, and I posted it on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter, at Gijarjour. And then I decided that I was wrong. I, I thought about it a little bit more and decided to make adjustments. So my first rankings was basically saying ranking the NFL quarterbacks in the NFL based on how they are playing now. I didn't like that. I'll tell you that real quick and then I'll break down my real rankings. I had Lamar Jackson 1, Patrick Mahomes 2, Russell Wilson 3, Breeze 4, Watson 5, Went 6, Rogers 7, Jimmy Garoppolo 8, Brady 9, Cousins 10, Tannehill 11, and Josh Allen 12. And if you actually look at that, like I can make an argument that Tom Brady's playing the 11th or 12th worst right now. I can make an argument that Drew Brees is playing better than uh, Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson right now. I can make an argument that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing better than Aaron Rodgers right now. So that's not the way I really wanted to tackle this. The way I wanted to tackle this was a mix. I wanted to mix it up. It's between two things. One, how are they playing today? Two, how much do I trust them come playoff time? So it's a combination of playing today plus playoff time. Because Tom Brady might be playing 11th or 12th best quarterback at the moment. But in reality, I believe he's better than that. I will probably take him on a neutral field over Deshaun Watson, over Jimmy Garoppolo, or over Ryan Tannehill. So we had to do a little bit of mix of the rankings. So a lot of people are going to disagree maybe with a lot of this order. But let's go through it. I'm going to go from 12 all the way to number one. Josh Allen is, to me, the 12th most, 12th quarterback on this list, ranked number 12. And just to say, this is one of those years where it's interesting because I actually don't think anyone's an absolute shit show this year. I think at number 12, uh, Josh Allen is not a bad quarterback. You can do a lot worse than Josh Allen in the NFL. Um, 
I was telling uh, my co-host on the That Being Said podcast, Sammy, that out of the, six, the 12 quarterbacks, I think there are probably 12 of them are in the top 16, 17 in the league. Pretty good. Usually you'll have one dumpster fire quarterback, like Sage Rosenfels all those years where he started playoff games. And you had those years where you had, um, uh, God, I was forgetting, Connor Cook, I think his, believe his name was, for the Raiders when uh, David Carr got hurt. So you have players like that where it's like easy to say, oh, he's the worst. So at 12, I got Josh Allen, even though I think Josh Allen has a rocket arm. I think Josh Allen doesn't like this guy's a farm boy from, you know, south to, from Wyoming. Um, I think the NFL doesn't really phase him. Number 11, Ryan Tannehill. Um, in hindsight, I might put him above Kirk Cousins, but this is getting. But I've seen a lot of Ryan Tannehill and Kirk Cousins, and I still believe that Ryan Tannehill is not as talented as Kirk Cousins, but still a pretty good quarterback. Tennessee has the sixth best offense, uh, according to DVOA this season, and they were twenty eighth when Ryan Tannehill took the starting job. So the way they've been playing since Ryan Tannehill has been the quarterback in Tennessee has been absolutely fantastic. I think he's one of the most underrated. I've always said he was an underrated player in this league. I always thought he got a bad rap in Miami. I always thought that he was going to do, you know, have a little bit, uh, a little bit better of a career, and it didn't really pan out in Miami. And a lot of that had to do with injuries in a bad organization and a bad offensive line. But now he has a good offensive line, a good organization. It seems like a solid head coach and an absolute tank and Derrick Henry behind him. I have him at eleventh. 10, Kirk Cousins. I kind of had to put Kirk Cousins here at 10 because I believe Kirk Cousins' problem is twofold, right? I think a lot of it's in his head. And number two, he's just never won a big game. I still don't trust him in big game situations. So, yeah, maybe he's better and more talented than Ryan Tannehill. He's probably, uh, he's probably I mean, even like Jimmy Garoppolo, right? But at the end of the day, does he have... The kahunas, like Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't believe so. Number nine, Jimmy Garoppolo. And from now, nine all the way down, I actually believe these are the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. So like nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, all are top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. So I'm really picking between supermodels here, right? It's really hard. Like you tell me, that's why, man, like you put two supermodels together and pick one. Like shit, this is really hard. These were hard to rank. Like, like... Jimmy Garoppolo, and I love Jimmy Garoppolo. I have cars like Aaron Rodgers ahead of him. I like him. I love him. So you're picking between supermodels here. I got Jimmy Garoppolo at nine. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's playoffs, we're going to actually like, it'll stop being an argument. I mean, a lot of people are, oh, he's not that good. Oh, he's really good. His record as a starter proves it. His In New Orleans, he had to, you know, help the 49ers beat the Saints by doing a high-scoring game. They did that. He had to convert a bunch of third and 16s a couple weeks ago. It was against, uh, I think it was in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me. I forget the team. Was able to do that. Number eight, Deshaun Watson. Um, Deshaun Watson, another guy I love. Uh, I think we overrate him sometimes. I guess, like, you know, there's all that. I mean, sometimes very good, sometimes pretty shit. That's what Deshaun Watson is. I've watched games where I believe Deshaun Watson's the best quarterback in the NFL, and I've watched games where I think Deshaun Watson's more closer to the 15th best quarterback in the NFL. Seventh, I got Tom Brady. I just don't like how he's playing today. I think uh, he might have lost a step. But I still, I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl Still, I know it's crazy. I think he's going to get get it together. I guess I'm almost hedging myself here by putting him seven where I'm like, oh, if he doesn't do good, okay, it's not his fault. Like, it's really hard. I got Brady at seven. Six, Carson Wentz. If you don't get Carson Wentz, I don't have time to explain Carson Wentz to you. The guy is literally one, uh, probably top five most talented quarterbacks arms, the arms in the NFL. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, he can be frustrating. But if you just see his adjustments he's made this year, not having the weapons and being able to just have to throw the ball into the flat and do it perfectly, he's amazing. Carson Wentz is a great quarterback. Five, Aaron Rodgers. I know Aaron Rodgers is probably not playing as good as Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz at this moment. But who do you trust in a big playoff game? 
uh, out of those guys more. I probably trust Aaron Rodgers to get it together. It's going to be interesting. We've talked all year about Aaron Rodgers not kind of underperforming. Aaron Rodgers not lighting it on fire. Meanwhile, they're the second seed in the NFC and have a bye week. For Drew Brees, who's playing some excellent football right now. In hindsight, I might, I'm, you know, I can argue four or five Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Carson Wentz, and Tom Brady. Like four, five, six, and seven right now, I feel like are all pretty interchangeable. Um, but I'm going to put Drew Brees at four for how he's playing right now. And also, I know in a weird way, it shouldn't be helpful. But I feel like missing some time early in the season and the thumb injury has brought him in as an older guy, a lot more fresh at this time of year than he usually is. Three, Russell, Hustle, Russell, Wilson, quarterback of my team. Uh, in hindsight, I might even have him number one as a guy I tr- most trust. But I just, it's, like I said, it's a combination of trust in how they're playing right now. And Russell Wilson hasn't been playing his best football as of late. Otherwise, I might have him in number one. Two, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, they got the number two seed. They're playing their best football of the year right now. I, I believe he is the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't believe that all things aside, like right now, I would want him over number one, Lamar Jackson who's having a year that it just seems of destiny, that team that could go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl, and I wouldn't be shocked. So I put Lamar Jackson at number one. Once again, that's Josh Allen, 12, Ryan Tannehill, 11, Kirk Cousins, 10, Jimmy G, 9, Deshaun Watson, 8, Brady, 7, Carson Wentz at 6, Aaron Rodgers, 5, 4, Drew Brees, 3, Russell Wilson, 2, Patrick Mahomes, and 1. I got Lamar Jackson at the number one spot. So that's my NFL playoff quarterback rankings. Disagree, agree, let me know. Send me a message on Twitter. Tell me I'm an idiot. Tell me I'm smart. Tell me whatever you want because I really believe that this is one of those games that I one of those things that I think it's really interchangeable from I think the I think right now the way they're playing the top three is pretty much cemented. I I, I never like to say oh unarguable because like I'll listen to any argument. It doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to change my mind, but I'll 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 listen to it. So I I feel like Lamar, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, one two three, is a pretty solid case for what we're going to want to have as a one two three. And then I feel like Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Tom Brady are all interchangeable at this point. If you put Brady at four because of, you know, playoff trust, using my my reasoning, trust plus how they're playing right now, you have an argument for me. So on to the games this weekend. We have four picks. As always, I like to pick all four games um, against the spread just just to do it. Like I, this week, I'm not as confident as I usually am going into these wild card games. But let's start off with the Bills versus Texans. I got Houston minus two and a half against the Bills. I feel like playoff experience, Deshaun Watson versus Josh Allen. I think they get the job done. Deshaun Watson hasn't won a playoff game yet in his career. I believe this will be the first one. He has the weapons. DeAndre Hopkins is healthy. And when Will Fuller is healthy always, but when Will Fuller plays, who's questionable, means game time decision, I believe he plays. That really ignites their offense. J.J. Watt's coming back. I don't think J.J. Watt is as effective as he once was. But I wonder if that'll play a factor with the home crowd. Um, the Bills on the road have been really good this year, 6-2. and two. But in general, I just believe that you know their great season comes to an end here. Weather will not be a factor as it is an indoor stadium. Titans versus Patriots. I got the Patriots minus 5.5. Look, I've said this um, before. I'm going to bet on the Patriots every game this postseason until they prove me wrong. I, I've i been doing it for years. If this is the year I'm finally wrong with the Patriots, so be it. But I got the Patriots in a blowout against the Titans. I feel like we're going to see their offense humming. And they're going to go into Kansas City with some momentum. And people are going to be talking about not if the Patriots dynasty is over. If the Patriots can make a run to the Super Bowl. Vikings versus Saints. I got the Saints. Uh, the Vikings, sorry, plus seven and a half. I think these teams are pretty much evenly matched. Yeah, the uh, quarterback matchup, I give a huge advantage to New Orleans. But we talk, we talk a lot about New Orleans, like unbeatable at home. They're 6-2 at home this year. And um, they, in the past, it was just that one year where they couldn't lose at home in, in the playoffs, right? I mean, it was the year they won the Super Bowl. Other than that, this is like also a grudge match, right? I mean, we had 
The Vikings lost to the Saints to go to the Super Bowl where Brett Favre threw that pick. We had the Minnesota Miracle three few years ago, and we've had the now this year. Like I feel like the Vikings and Saints playoff matchups are pretty much always even. Um, Seahawks, Eagles, those are my Seahawks. One of my favorite team in the NFL. I, I can't figure out this game, uh, and for some reason – it's going to be a hard one for me to pick. I'm leaning Seattle. I believe Carson Wentz and Russell Wilson are two guys who take chicken shit and make chicken. They've really done a great job playing with you know banged up offensive lines. I believe it's going to be a low-scoring game. The over-under is 45.5. I'm banging the under. Um, I believe the Seahawks can win this game, and I'm going to take the Seahawks to win. They're 7-1 on the road this year. As much as I like Carson Wentz, I do like Russell Wilson more. So give me the Seahawks minus one and a half Sunday. Here's the thing that's really important um, right now. I want to give you guys my confidence points in these games. So I'm going to rank these as my most confident to my least confident. Most confident game. So that'll be four points to the Patriots minus five and a half. Three points to the Saints my plus uh, Vikings plus seven and a half. Two points to Seattle minus one and a half. And the Bills Texans game is the one that I'm most confused about. Minus two and a half, but give me one point on that. Um, last but not least, I want to talk about Shaq's comments with Giannis. Um, Shaq said on about wanting to play in today's NBA. Before you say Shaq can't play in this era today, I'm already playing. My name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can never pronounce his name. So I went on, you know, I saw that. I commented on it. I was like, all right, so let's see what, what people think here. I said, Shaq never brought the ball up the court, but I bet he could have learned in this era. And this sparked an absolute shit show of comments on on my podcast. I'm going to actually go through each and every one of these comments. I'm going to comment on them. I'm going to tell you uh, why I think you're right or wrong. But the thing that really surprised me here is the amount of energy people thought I was crazy. Look, Shaq could bring the ball on a fast break in Orlando. I know that. I was around during those days. But Shaq didn't come up the court and run the offense with a high on the high post as much. He didn't shoot threes. All I said is he didn't bring the ball up, which he didn't. He didn't really run a point forward like Giannis does or a point center like Giannis does. Yeah, he can run a fast break and dribble up the court sometimes. But don't tell me that Shaq used to get the ball you know, above the three-point line and dribble all the way and make a layup. So here are I, I'm, I'm going to literally name everyone on Instagram and go through all the comments and answer them then. And I'll, I'll put I'll answer these guys on Instagram and tell them to listen to the pod. Khaki Snow said at Jury Jojur, you ever seen Shaq run a break? Dude could definitely bring it up if they let him. Once again, I've seen him run a break. I didn't say bring the ball up as running the offense. He got ga- game gam three two. Ha, 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 faces. This guy's never seen Shaq play. I'm going to give him a little like here. I'm going to like all these comments while I'm at it. Uh, I've seen Shaq play. You heard my point there. Real life will. He got game two. Never watched Shaq. Magic Shaq, obviously, in Lakers too, really. Yep, he did not bring the ball up the court once again. He could dribble. Uh, Connor Betcherer said, You ever watch Orlando Shaq? Yes, I have. Once again. As I said, Sports King 15, Gijerjur, guess you would never saw him play in his first years in Orlando. Yeah, I saw him play in his first years in Orlando. And once again, he wasn't running the point forward or the point center. Clay Bucks at Gijerjur, casual sports fan. Do you actually watch the games? LOL. You know what's the best part about this guy? Clay Bucks. I'm looking at him. And by the way, he says he's Bucks on the beat, music producer. If he has some good music, man, go follow this guy. I love watching people on their grind, going through life. It's important. Good luck to you, man. Did I watch the games, bro? You look like you're 19 or 20 years old. You never watched Orlando Shaq. What are you talking about? Armin, the dream, as usual. He used to do it with the Magic. Once again, he ran a few fast breaks. Supreme Team FP, he got game two. Yeah, he never saw Shaq on the Magic. He stayed pushing the break and got handles. Pushing the break. He did in LA too, just not as much because he gained so much weight. Once again, pushing the break is different than bringing the ball up the court and running the offense. 
Junior House said, you should have seen him in his Orlando days. Jijuju, were you born yesterday? I was born the day before yesterday. This guy looks like at least he's old enough to have watched Shaq in Orlando. Two Fools Vineyard, Jijuju, as if Shaq had the work ethic. I think he did. I think Shaq, Shaq never really had a huge work ethic or anything like that, but he was so naturally gifted that I think he could have learned to, like, if they said, hey, dude, you're going to get the ball, you're going to bring it up the court, and we're going to run you as a point center, he could do it. Jacob Jew said, skinny Shaq could dribble. Yes, he could dribble. I agree with that. Max P just simply said, George, wrong. Me and my Mahomes chief. This guy, me and him had a nice little conversation. He said, Orlando Shaq, I was who Shaq did. We kind of went through it. Uh, one of the comments he did say is, uh, the point of Shaq calm is not about the threes, and let's not act like Giannis makes a ton of threes. Shaq is referring to the dominance inside the paint. Both he and Giannis can't be stopped at the rim, which is true. At least that's my opinion of what he's saying here. Obviously, they aren't the same player. And that's kind of my point, me and him kind of lined there. We both said we wish we had a time machine to see this. And he said, yeah, too bad we aren't lucky enough. The closest thing is NBA 2K simulation. Uh, Castro F1234 Miami at Jour. And he would crush anyone in the middle today. Your comment is silly. Your comment is silly. That has nothing to do with anything. Uh, Sean Drama says, you obviously never watched Shaq. Dude ran fast breaks all the time with a clown face. Once again, fast breaks. Kill, kill, at Jijajur. What the fuck, boy? You have multiple seats. I don't understand that, man. Can you please tell me what you mean by that? Sergio says, at Jijajur, he did, and his coach told him to stop with a clown face. DCCB123, at Jijajur, living in another era, wouldn't suddenly make him an elite ball handler. Stop the nonsense. I'm not saying... He, I said he would have learned, learned, learned to read. <laughs> Josh Schoner, Adjizur, he can run, already could, very fast in his prime. He only started slowing down when he started packing on the weight. Never said he couldn't run. At, at Trigger Dre, double O, at Adjizur, as every big is taught now. True. Walter Goldmiss, 2-1-E-4, says, Adjizur, go watch the Magic or Lakers highlights, but he's going coast to coast. Once again, running the break is different than bringing the ball up the court. I really don't... I can't understand how my comment was so controversial here. Rockstar Tony says, At Jijajur, somebody ain't watching the other film. Obviously, it's Rockstar Tony. Rooney at Jijajur. He did an all-star game. Great. A lot of people do things in all-star games. Melf06 at Jijajur. When Shaq was young, he can go coast to coast. Akemi4700 said, Bro, are you dumb? I answered him. Call me dumb is giving me too much credit. Uh, Kevin loves three, four, five. In a real game, he did it. You must have only watched Celtic Shack. Nope. I uh, yeah, Celtic Shack. Give me a break, guys. Rounus says, nah, it's just the most recently. MK Corzer says, Shaq got handles. Look for it in Orlando. You'll see. I understand he has handles, guys. He did not bring the ball up the court. Um, fuck cancer. Find cure. I agree with his username completely. Hopefully, we find a cure for cancer one day. Um, you know, shout out to anyone who's had anyone in their family ever go through that horrible disease. He says, George, did he, he did when he was in Orlando, even the Lakers, when people think of Shaq, they only think about the missing free throws, but Shaq was unstoppable. And Eastside Rico said, George, yes, he did. All right. So that's like all the comments about my comment. All I said was he would have learned pretty crazy how much people like really, really get offended about these things and not offended but in a way like oh my god you're crazy like the internet's a place where literally i always say you can put a video of a giraffe shooting threes and they'll ask you why it wasn't an elephant that's the internet today that's all for today last i guess no last but not least i'm gonna give you guys my super bowl picks i've been going through this for a while i've been thinking about it pretty hard and i'm going to pick the New England Patriots to come out of the AFC East, the dynasty's not over yet, and the San Francisco 49ers to come out of the NFC West. We're going to have a Garoppolo versus Brady Super Bowl. Um, that's just what I believe. The dynasty's not over yet. I'm If I was to root for anything, Patriots are my favorite team uh, outside of the Seattle Seahawks just because I love the structure of the organization all these years. If I was vote to just pick, right, like what I wanted to see, it'd be Patriots, Seahawks with the Seahawks winning because obviously the Seahawks are my favorite team being from Seattle. So that's all I want to see. You don't always get exactly what you want to see. You get what happens, right? That's sports. So that's that's all with the sports part and sports portion of a podcast. Next, um, we're going to have... So stay tuned if, you want, if you've seen Don't Fuck With Cats. We're going to break it down, me and my friend Ramsey. 
it's going to be funny. It's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of uh, speculation and controversy. So check that out. If not, sign off here. And we're also going to post a Don't Fuck With Cats podcast on its own as its own separate podcast as well. All right. Uh, thank you very much for listening. This has been Sports Are Funny with Jor And stay tuned for the Don't Fuck With Cats. Peace. All right, we got movie buff, uh, documentary enthusiast, uh, Remzi on the podcast. You've seen him before on our, uh, back in the day when we had our cooking show, Game of Thrones recaps. The guy knows his stuff, so there's a big documentary. If you haven't seen it on Netflix, don't fuck with cats. Oh, man, Remzi. Uh, before before I get into it, if you haven't seen this yet, go watch it, then come back. Netflix, don't fuck with cats. I'm not. There's gonna be a lot of spoilers here. Ramsey, what did you think of this? This is this is nuts. Um, I remember when I was with you that one night. You're like, hey, you should watch this uh, show. Don't fuck with cats. And I'm like, really? Come on. And then you told me. Remember, I told you about Game of Thrones. I was like, oh shit, I really gotta see this. So uh, honestly, first episode was, uh, you know, I was like, what the heck is this about? And then second episode, I got stuck on it. And third episode, my mind was just blown away. It's it's mysterious, still mysterious. And I'm sure we're going to get uh, through a lot, you and I, this evening. But uh, it was just it's still a question mark, George. It's still a question mark. It's a huge question mark. I mean, I have a lot of questions here. I mean, first of all, I, I know a lot of people wonder and say, is it possible that so he, at the beginning of a show, now, no more spoilers now because uh, hopefully we got anyone who'd have a spoiler be out of here. Um, at the beginning of a show, he goes and suffocates cats with a vacuum cleaner. And you're like, all right, what the fuck? And then, of course, the internet finds out because he posts it. And you have a group of people who love cats, start investigating, and go do a deep dive. My big question here is, all right, he do you think those people fueled him to kill people? Or do you think this was just all part of his like grand scheme? Or was it just a cat and then he was like, Oh shit, people care person. Oh wow, people care. Like or, or was this part of his plan or did is this just like something that was fueled by the amount of attention he got from the Facebook group? We have to think about something cats are uh, these, uh, you know, especially kittens, cute, and uh, you know, a lot of people, oh, cats are so cute and whatnot, and everything. So he wants to grab your attention right away, and so uh, by doing that, uh, you know, you have to think why a cat out of all animals, right? Right. Uh, cat is, you know, especially the ones that were in the movie uh, or the documentary or whatever you'd like to call it. Uh, they look very innocent, small kittens and whatnot, and so this guy. Or whatever he is, an alien. I still think. Uh, yeah, if you don't uh, believe in aliens, you might believe in him now. <laughs> oh my god! And you know, just him picking the kitten shows that he wants dominance. You know, showing that no one can stop me. I will feed on the weak, on the strong, and he proved that throughout the whole thing until the end. Yeah, I mean that's a great point. Um, and then, you know, there are certain points of this movie where I'm or documentary. Where I'm just like, dude, what, I forget her name. The lady from who works at the casino in Vegas. I thought she was oh, going to yeah. get killed for sure. Like, I, I was like 110% certain she was going to be the first murder victim of his. But I was wrong. Why, why, why would he kill the person who is after you and bringing you uh, the spotlight, per se, unintentionally? You know, uh, luring her into the trap. You don't, you don't want to kill, you know, what's... Uh, what's uh, paving the path for you yeah no i know it's like i don't know i got there's so many things that confuse me here like the whole manny character which we'll get into the um, the way he killed the person with the ice pick or like the you know screwdriver to resemble an ice pick the 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 poster behind the bed the music in the background the cigarette when he got like everything was orchestrated this guy makes no sense how is it so fucking orchestrated This guy had not only two personalities, many personalities. And uh, again, back to my point of being dominant. You know, uh, he tied up the guy. 
he did what he did. And again, showing people that, you know, I don't have mercy. I don't care. I don't have feelings. You know, even you tell in this person's facial expressions, there's no feelings. There's no emotion. Uh, he's out there for not a mission, but more like a type of ideology. You know, uh, I want the attention. I am who I am. You won't stop me. And uh, and I believe, honestly, you know, at the end, I don't, of course, we don't want to talk about the end right now. But at the end, uh, I still believe he planned it out to be the way it was. Yeah, I mean, all right, so here's where I, I mean, we can go multiple directions here, but here's where my my mind goes is, was there any point when he started talking about the Manning character and when he went to the cops before and kind of basically said, there's a Manning guy who's threatening me, he's dangerous, help, help, help. Was there any part of you that fell for that at some point? Because I fell for it the whole time. I actually started believing him. I was like, there is another guy. Especially when you see the uh, that second group of hands on the python uh, part. Yeah, or, or python, python yeah. yeah, or cobra. I forget what kind of uh, snake it was. But was there any point of you that fell for that? Because I, I, I'm guilty as charged. I fell for it. Let me tell you something. This guy actually had it planned point for point. Uh, if you remember, he was leaving the apartment building after the murder that he committed. Uh, he looked to the left while going down the stairs, and he said that Nanny, quote, unquote, yep. uh, was there waiting and giving the orders for the killing. And so he had me there. And when I me saw the hands on the python, that had me there too. And until this day, George, I want to know who is the person. Who is that? The two hands. Who... Who was there, or was it the other way around? You know, was uh, uh, what's his name? I, I forgot his name. L- Luca. Uh, yeah, Luca. Luca. That's right. Yes, uh, Luca. Or was Luca the one threatening the other person? You know, you got to help me out with this, or else. That's what I. That's what I'm wondering too. Was Luca, in a way, his own Manny to someone else? I, I think. I think again, the, the whole personality uh, issue is maybe you know this guy has a demon inside him, or Luca's a demon. I have no clue. This guy was just weird, all in all, and uh, even the, uh, the the investigator, uh, if you remember her uh, in Quebec, I believe Montreal, she said she hasn't seen anything like it before in her whole entire career. No, no, absolutely. And I mean, if you like, like go on the internet, there are a lot of things like about Luca still, and a lot of people still believe that he wasn't the one to do it. And he's been – there's a lot of feeding the fire on Reddit and on the internet. Um, right. I, like what is that second group of hands? That's really where I continue to go because you made a good point. Who is it? And he did leave after the killing and looked to the left and had the tape in his own hand. Who right. did he give that tape to? Exactly. So maybe that person who took the tape <clears throat> was not Manny but maybe someone – who he possibly could have paid, you know, to transport the video and upload it, for example, and just disappear after that. It can be that simple. Uh, again, because this guy is not crazy, not a lunatic, but something else. Just, just out of this world, he had it planned down to the, to the step, to the, to the second, you know. To the, even the, even the cigarette in the, it's the cigarette is nuts. You see, this is what I'm saying. It's, it's like those movies where uh, the criminal plans to to do something you know yep. uh, and this guy did it on purpose too and he sat exactly right beneath the camera uh, and acting all sorry for himself and then saying I need help I need help he knew what he was doing the whole time the cigarette crossing his legs over um, all those things were planned uh, absolutely I completely agree so here are some crazy stuff uh, if you just I went around the internet and I told you I was going to survive, surprise you here so, there are people claiming that Luca, and you sent me something too, which is fuels this, has a cell phone. Because in prison today, somehow he smuggled a cell phone. You said, uh, you sent me a post that he's married or got engaged to someone online, correct? Right, and I, I believe supposedly that who he, whoever he got married to is also a murderer or criminal, something like that. Something, like. something like that. But a lot of people are sending out um, stuff on the internet where it looks like someone who might be Luca is actually posting on the internet today. Can you believe? Yeah. So here's a couple of them, and it could be him, and it could be someone else. But uh, 
someone posted on Reddit about Luca Magnata. He says, did you guys know Luca Magnata, Thomas Murphy, is a former client of Luke Magnata, and he worked for the United States military. He also introduced Luca to James Patterson's book, The Big Bad Wolf. Gene Christopher Robert and Frank Rupert once worked for the CIA and other German intelligence services. Does anyone see a pattern here? I don't understand that, but people are claiming that's something Luca was saying online. Another one... um, was a psychiatrist named Lisa Ramshaw and another psychologist named Percy Wright also tried to participate in the Luke Magnata trial, but they were taken out for incompetence. Does anyone have any opinions on the psychological files of a Luke Magnata trial? People are claiming this is coming from Luke Magnata himself. Um, another one, which someone posted his IQ, Luke Magnata's IQ score of 138 on the internet. And people are claiming it's Luke Magnata. Are these just sicko fans of Luke Magnata? Or do you think Luke Magnata actually has access to a phone on the internet and is like basically posting about himself? Uh, possibly, George. This guy may have had it all planned out and had someone already with a phone, a cow, everything. And said, hey, when I get arrested, when I go into the jail cell, do this, post that, do that. He's not done. I'm telling you, this thing is not done. He's going to keep going. <clears throat> this guy wants to get into your brain. And that's how he's doing it. And yeah. he's got to millions of brains now. I know. And, and you know, it's in a, in a way, like, the Netflix documentary almost makes me feel like it's glorifying him in a way. Of course. Of course. And, like, we've seen this now. Like, I mean, t- Ted Bundy, right? Uh, Ted Bundy documentary kind of resurfaced all Ted Bundy tapes. Luke Magnata, uh, you know, now Luca Magnata, now everyone's talking about this guy. Like, he's kind of become famous, which is kind of their goal if you actually – think about think about it like, right. yeah but by the way you know what's funny I, I thought about this the other day they were talking about like uh ted bundy as a serial killer and everyone's like oh man he was a very good he was really handsome like in a yeah. way I, in a way i look at him like was he really handsome or is he just handsome on a scale of uh serial killers like most serial killers aren't that handsome so he happens to be an average looking guy so is he like is, he's just good looking for a for a serial killer, does Luca fit that category too? Is he just is he good looking for a serial or he's not even a serial killer? Or in a way, he is. I don't know what he so, is. So, so let's rewind to the beginning where he was auditioning. Remember yep. for that model part, <clears throat> and uh, he was declined. Yep. So I think that that hit home for him. He's like, you know, screw this. I'm gonna get the attention of the world. You know, if these guys won't, you know, accept me for who I am and how I look. So he said, that's it. I'm just gonna. Go you know, full force and do what I'm going to do and have the whole world and all the cameras of the world on me. So it kind of became, I believe, in my opinion, a uh, one-man show, if you will. And uh, just everyone took it, and uh, luckily they caught him. But again, I truly believe this guy planned to be caught, and uh, the whole point is just to get that attention, because if not, why would he have done what he done? You know, everyone is following him. He knows everyone is following him, especially by showing that woman who worked at the casino, you know, the video of Vegas, and he sent it to her. Or it might have been a team with him taking those videos and sending Again, they may be like sleeper cells, sleeper cells ready to wow, work. That, wow, that's a great – I never thought of that. I mean, yeah, because he was in Toronto. When did, he, when did he go to Vegas? Why did he not do anything in Vegas? It seemed like everywhere he went, he left traces except in vegas yeah you're right maybe he has sleeper cells around which explains the hand exactly very possible and getting paid big bucks for it too yeah it, it, that's one thing i always found interesting too this guy luca right i mean let's look at the cities he was in he went to Mont. he lived in montreal toronto flew to paris was in germany mm-hmm. yes they did mention he was a prostitute, male prostitute, right? At some point, was he really? Where was he getting all this money to not only live in like some of the world's most expensive cities, but also to travel between cities, have a living cost, produce videos? You know, let's not let's not forget. There's a there's a dark side to this world. You know, uh, people will pay you, people will fund you to do things like this. Uh, there's a good side to the world and a bad side, and they're willing to go all the way. Uh, you know, these days, battles and wars are not anymore on the ground. They're uh, psychological and economical. And so uh, <clears throat> I truly believe there was a group behind him, backing him up. Not not maybe a group, but, you know, people just funding him. Hey, keep, keep it going, you know. Some people, 
you know, uh, disgustingly enough, found this uh, entertaining. Yeah, you're you're right. Maybe like it sounds horrible, but you know, a lot of people saw the video and wanted to catch him, and a lot of people saw the video and were like, "Make more." Yeah, make more because because you've got you know, depression is a big big issue these days in the world, and people love to see this. You know, it it uh, it soothes them in a way. You know, so then they don't have to go and do it. For example, you know, so you send this guy out; he's willing to do it. I'll send him a thousand bucks. This guy sends him a thousand bucks, and he keeps going and going and going and going. And uh, you just you just fed the monster right there. Yeah, the monster is the right case. And that, you told me before we start recording, you have a problem with his mother. His mother was just weird, <laughs> in denial, and just. Uh, uh, I, I mean, when they told her what he did, and she said, "No, that can't be." And I mean. I guess in denial, uh, maybe, gosh, I mean, again, I, we can't call this guy a lunatic because he was very intelligent on how he executed everything, but his mom was just in denial and just weird, quite frankly, in my point of view. Yeah, his mom was a nut job, and, you know, in a way, like I said, when the whole Manny character came into light, I kind of started feeling sympathetic for him. The documentary built that up to a point where I started just feeling bad. I was like, wow, this Luca guy was brainwashed. This Luca guy was fighting for his life. This Luca guy was r- trying to run away. But, and his mom seems like she still buys into that bullshit um, of Luca and being able to, that he did that. I mean, at some point, you thought, I, when he got arrested, you'd think, if you're really innocent of a crime that heinous, wouldn't you be like begging and crying and screaming that you weren't doing it and ratting out Manny? Not saying, oh, yeah, give me have a cigarette and, you know, making this scene from your favorite movie. Like, mm-hmm. how does his, his mom is a nut to still believe that her son is innocent? And I mean, I guess, you know, at the end of the day, you can't really ever blame a mother for loving their children. But, geez, at some point you got to realize your, your son's a monster. Exactly, exactly. Maybe, you know, she didn't see the signs. I mean, he left home, right? Uh, that's what they said in the documentary. He left home, lived on his own, did his thing. But uh, again, maybe a mother's love uh, and in denial. But, um, you know, uh, even even the way he he seems dressed to look, he's, the, the way he moves is slow, he's quiet, uh, his stare, you know, uh, they're all signs of, you know, I'm, I'm about to do something. And, uh, uh, his mom was just in denial, I suppose. Or uh, you know, even when she saw him in cuffs coming out of the airplane, she was still in denial, saying that can't be, no way. Uh, and for her to believe that it was Manny, you know, that leads me to believe she hadn't seen him for a while. Uh, maybe, maybe she was threatened by this quote unquote Manny, and uh, you know, by her son calling, maybe someone else calling. You know, it, it's such. It's such a mix-up of everything, you know? Like, I could tell you, hey, George, here's a thousand bucks, make a phone call to my mom and tell her this, 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 and that. She won't know the difference, right? Absolutely. So, uh, so it, it can just go anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. It's so intriguing. Yeah, no, and and I, I know I keep going back to the Manny character, but there is something there that I still don't understand with the hands. The hands are the big thing that... I mean, we might never find out what the hands are about. And two, his name, Luca Magnata, feels fake. <laughs> like, he doesn't seem like a real person. I, I there's, a, there's a side of me that thinks there, there's something bigger at play here. And there's a bigger organization. And there's bigger people that are still... I mean, he might have been the head of it. But this is not a one-person thing. No, 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 it's, not, it, it, it's a sort of an underground type of ordeal, you know? Uh, you got the people who do things, you know, uh, <clears throat> without being traced. You've got, you've, got, you've got this whole other world within our world that does their thing, but you don't know about it. You know, for example, you got, just in, process, or, or in perspective, uh, you know, you've got hackers, you've got the uh, dark web, you know, you've got this and that. So there is a world out there that's doing harm, but we don't know about it. Of course. Uh, so it happens, and, and, and this Luca uh, may be just one of many, you know, waiting to be quote-unquote activated. And that's something that uh, we should all be aware of, and uh, uh, hopefully our security forces are uh, aware and, and, and ready, you know, uh, doing what they need to do before it's too late. Hmm. 
Very true. I did come across also another interesting theory about the hands. So someone confirmed on Twitter that the pair of hands was Luca's neighbors, and she had no idea of his plan with the cat and supposedly didn't even know the video existed until after the whole thing blew up on the news. The hands were... But the hands, with all due respect, didn't look like a female's hand. Didn't look like or did look like? Did not. That's what I said, too. It did not. But they said the hands were completely separate of the video. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah, but like... I wonder, Evan, where do you just get a python from? <laughs> That's what I thought. Also, same thing, like, what the hell? Like, you know, I I thought it was going to be this regular snake, whatever, it'll do the damage, but that big, I mean, you see, this guy, again, is all about telling you, hey, I'm going to make an impact. And you, know? and, and you made a good point about people fueling him, right? Because, like, mm-hmm. if this guy didn't work, how the hell is he affording to buy a python? Python plane tickets, hotels. Yeah, uh, to Paris. I mean, price of Python. I'm just looking it up. Price of Python snake online. I mean, minimum four hundred ninety nine dollars. Exactly. Exactly. Not that I'd ever buy one. Like now, I'm gonna be like flagged <laughs> by the FBI. Uh, <laughs> like, but God, I, I, I mean, pythons are gross. I mean, I don't even like snakes in general. But ugh. This guy was yeah. just. This guy's a different level of disturbed. I I can't believe how disturbed this individual was. I can't. I can't believe there's people like this on Earth. And think about it. This is just one person who came out in public. Oh, you know how many people probably. You know how many sickos watch this and probably are oh, yeah. doing this now. Oh yeah, and, and they're proud. You know, now this Luca created a legacy, and. He's got his little army now, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be another Luca and another Luca and another Luca. It's just going to be something that's going to not stop. Hopefully not many, but let's let's face the facts. You know, there are people out there who will do it uh, mm. simply for the likes. You know, honestly, there are people who do that. You know, there are people going suicide or committing suicide just for not getting 100 likes on Facebook. It's mm. happening. Of course and, it's happening. And so, I mean, for the simplest things. Now, these guys are on a whole different level. You know, they, they think that, you know, uh, their way is the right way. Uh, and to do, you know, it's like it's like a terrorist organization. They will do the sickest thing, the slowest way of death to make a point to the world. And so this guy is an example of that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I guess la- last part before we sign off on this Don't Fuck With Cats documentary. What do you think... Why did they not arrest him in Paris? Like, is there like is there a law behind it that you're aware of? Because I'm not. Of course, of course, uh, uh, the jurisdiction. So I can't just call and say, "Hey, Paris uh, Police Department, uh, this guy's there. Now uh, he's a threat." You can't just do that. There's a whole level of laws and rules and regulations. Um, sure, they can apprehend him, uh, investigate, but they cannot arrest. Uh, you know, put him behind bars. You know, the law, the <clears throat> law enforcement is a slow process and without evidence you cannot do anything about it unless you're in a corrupt country uh, then sure why not but in France Germany Europe United States you just cannot do that God uh, I wish you could it's frustrating it's frustrating yeah but no I mean the guy the guy was left traces I think like you said for a reason he knew he was going to get caught he didn't care he left the traces I mean, think about it. Why in the world would you go to an internet cafe when you're most wanted on Interpol list and you're on the freaking TV? <laughs> because you want to be caught. You want Because you want to be caught. And out of all places in the world, coincidentally, there are six policemen driving by. This guy knew that the policemen were there in that area patrolling. This guy knew that I'm going to go in this cafe. This guy's going to notice me. And he knew it. It was, it, it was perfectly planned. I know, and, and that's what makes him so dangerous and scary. Yeah, it's like almost, especially like at the end with the cigarette. I mean, it was like he was, it, he was building out his own movie. In a way, he probably thought he'd never get a movie, but he did. We got it here with Don't Fuck With Cats. Like this documentary, almost in a way, uh, we had a connection problem here real quickly, but we'll, we'll get him back on the line. But as we were saying... This documentary, we got Ramsey back on the line. You know what, man? This is what happens sometimes. Hold on, let me get you on speaker again. This is what happens sometimes in show business, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, I, I was saying in a way he wanted his own movie. Right. And he was never going to get it. But getting this documentary out on national level, he got his own movie. He's the star. He got it and uh, at the price of the taxpayers in France, Germany, U.S., Canada. And he did it. <clears throat> he did he do it. it. And then I guess last but not least, man, you know what's cool about this vote? It does show as much as social media can be an absolute horrific thing. It's pretty powerful when a group of people come together and went to try to catch this guy. Let me tell you something. You know my, you personally know my uh, <clears throat> opinion on social media. It is the most powerful tool and weapon we have. Absolutely. Uh, it's gained independence for multiple countries. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very effective, especially the whole teamwork uh, part. And it, as you said, it proves no matter where you are in the world, uh, you know, I mean, simply, George, a freaking tweet and you can change anything in your life. You know, if you really know how to use it, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, thank you for coming on here. Um, Thank you for having me. Of course, man. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. And you know what? Anytime one of these crime, we should make this more often. Anytime we find a good crime documentary, we, we do this. Hey, you know, when, you, when we're sitting down together and telling me, hey, you watch this, you know, I'm on it and I'll watch it and then we'll do more of these podcasts, which are really fun. And mm-hmm. hopefully everyone uh, gets to enjoy them as well. Absolutely, man. Um, I will, I'll probably, I'll give you a call a little later. I'm going to record my NFL part of this podcast and i'll send you the release here so thank you so much for coming on appreciate it take care take care bro all right that was ramsey uh yeah so go watch don't fuck with cats if you haven't watched it yet it's an amazing documentary um in the meantime um we're gonna publish this podcast separate then we're gonna publish this podcast twice we're gonna do the just simply this one and then it's gonna be part of our nfl excuse me preview podcast so stay tuned for both of those at the same time. Uh, thank you again so much for listening. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast uh, listening device uh, platforms. Um, as always, this episode is brought to you by SONTSports.com. That's SONTSports.com. Go check it out. Hope you enjoyed. Um, and this is the Sports Are Funny podcast. And this is brought to you by Sports on Tap. And this is Sports Radio Redefined. Oh, thank you.